Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There is no product that we have promoted more on Fightful that I use while I'm awake than NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You guys have probably seen me anchored to my desk an awful lot for quite a while, and I've always got NordVPN on all my devices. That's because that's what NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows. You get the fastest VPN in the world on all your devices, on all your operating systems. It is so beneficial to have that versatility. Here at home, I put it on my router just in case, and I put it on my phone, laptop, desktop, PC, and smart TV. That allows you to get all the benefits. The online threat protection, the ability to change your virtual location with just one click, the ability to use that NordPass password manager, the file encryption tool, all that good stuff on everything. Also, you can subscribe to all those overseas services I'm telling you all about, all with 24-7 tech support and a 30-day money-back guarantee on top of an already amazing deal. Protect yourself on all your devices with nordvpn.com slash Fightful. Welcome, everybody. This is another episode of Crapsy Interviews. I feel like this is kind of like officially our third, our new lineup. If people have been waiting to see who is going to replace Will Washington, who has been a regular on this show <laughs> since we've existed longer. Um, we know what it is. I... I'm Phil Lindsay. I'm here with my co-host, Righteous Reg. We're here with a special guest, probably the guest that's been on our podcast the most <laughs> since we started it. One and only, Swear Strickland. What's going on? What's going on, y'all? Uh, Throwing the peace signs up because it's Drake Day. Drake, it's, it's not Drake, Drake Day, Swear. It's not Drake Day. It's Drake Day. It's Drake Day. For his dogs. For his dogs. Um... Yeah, I haven't listened to the album in full yet, but 
I don't like excited. how this interview is starting already. So uh, let's switch it up. No Drake. We don't start our interviews with Drake. What are you talking about? It's crazy out here. Uh, yeah, uh, so this is the third time we've had you on. The first time we had you on, uh, th- that was right before you signed with AEW. We were all trying to pretend like we didn't know it was a done deal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, the second time we had you on, uh, you were a AEW World Tag Team Champion, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And now yes, you're sir. coming off of possibly your biggest win with the company in Seattle at Russell Dream. Um, so, I don't know, how, how have you been... Since then, how are things going with AW? Man, uh, so ever since leaving uh, the West Coast, I got a little cold because there's a whole lot of traveling, a whole lot of flying back and forth. Seattle weather got wet, then it got warm in Stockton, California. And now I'm in Orlando. So my whole immune system's all out of whack right now. So I got a little cold, but I'll kick it soon. But uh, as far as with the company, AW, it's been wonderful, man. It's been amazing. Uh, a lot of creative juices flowing, a lot of, um, Uh, a lot of movement in the past month or so in the company. And I'm happy to be one of the ones that's primarily moving. You know, I I see a lot of the fan bases like taken to what I'm doing and taken to the group, taken to Nana, taken to Brian Cage. If you notice like this, the last week, everybody in, um, uh, in the mogul embassy had a huge, huge matches. You have Brian Cage going up against uh, Nick Jackson and uh, Claudio and the triple threat. And then you had on collision, you had Toa and Toa and Khan face Kenny Omega and Jericho. And then you had myself face hangman page in the pay-per-view. So like every, and then you had Nana and managing every single match, like everybody has been working and they all pretty much alley-oop that momentum to me to finish out the weekend strong at Russell dream. So I'm really proud of my guys, man. I'm really proud of the whole group this whole week. Yeah, you know, uh, Swerve, I was out in Seattle, and the energy, before we even got in the building, there were Who's House, Swerve House chants. There were people that were outside for you. And you know what I just noticed that coming to these last shows, because I was also at the Stockton show. Before any wrestling show starts, if you're in the building, people are chanting, people are screaming woo, people are doing the LA night thing. But now accompanying that is Who's House, Swerve House. The last three shows that I've been to, before the show started, people have been saying that. One, how was it to be back in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle? Crazy reception. And two, how's it kind of been to... I don't want to say because you know there's fine lines. You're not. I don't want to say you're a heel, but like people are giving you a different response than maybe expected with your character. How has that thing felt? Um, I'm giving them a different feel. You know, um, that's all it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't. I, I see myself as like um, uh, almost like a killmonger. Like you know, he's doing some bad stuff in the movie, but you either are going to gravitate towards him, or you're going to be appalled by him by his actions. And that's just a feel, you know. Um, we had a just like just just well, being back in Seattle is always a blessing for me. It's always beautiful to see it um, and hear the growth of the audience and the recognition that I'm getting from. That means like doing what I did in Defy since 2015 since my first you know main event match with cody over there like it's grown since then as we built like a big foundation in that area and now you're hearing it echoing throughout the city you know you're hearing it echoing throughout 
uh, Climate Pledge Arena on these big pay-per-views with AEW. You know, the last time we were there was in January. Um, so uh, it's a testament to a lot of like uh, Jim Perry's hard work, Matt Farmer's hard work, myself, uh, Darby, Nick Wayne, like all those guys that we put in so much uh, work and all that stuff to build it to be able to do that. You know, when, when AEW comes into town, they want to see their guys, even like on the dark matches and stuff like that. You see Cody Chun go out there with Will Hobbs and people are like, Cody Chun, defy, defy wrestling chance. Um, when a, um, I remember last time Shaft had a match with Brian Cage, it was really good. And they were like super hot for Shaft because of that area, you know? So that's a big testament to that. And, you know, so. Yeah, uh, I just just speaking of this year, though, and just where you've been this year, um, I know you had a good run coming out last year with the tag tag titles run, uh, the big match at All Out that I think was the best match of that night. Definitely got the loudest reaction being in that crowd and everything. But the run you've been on this year has been pretty incredible, man. Like, I mean, the All In match, um, Coffin match with uh, Sting and Darby. Um, and then coming out of that and getting this big match in Seattle at Russell Dream, but also getting to be in the ring with somebody like um, Brian Danielson coming up, getting mm. the Tanahashi match. Um, but the other part of it is you're like clearly making this transition to heavyweight, man. And so, you know, what is your motivation going? <laughs> what's your video <laughs> motivation like moving forward? Um, that was a that was a kind of just say a story if you want to be brolic. Yeah. It's all good. Oh, I mean, I wanted to be that for like 15 years of my wrestling career, but that didn't happen. <laughs> um, I didn't know about the ways of going about it, but like now it's like, okay, people are seeing my skills already there. What else can I improve on? You know, me every every year I always wanted to be like, what what is what are people saying I can't do? What is yeah. something that's missing? What's like something that's like that's holding me back and stuff like that. And then, so I started like got with a personal trainer finally, who's like really pushing me. I'm like, I'm literally like doing thousands of reps, thousands of reps in the gym. Like sometimes I'm doing like sets of 10 and like 50 to hundred reps in between. So I'm literally hitting a thousand mm -hmm. of like whatever workout, whatever movements we're doing, you know? So it was like a lot of sacrifice. It would sometimes be three hours in the gym, just like, going at it and I'm not finished until he says we're done and grinding and, and eating at certain hours of the day and like really just pushing my body because I pushed like everything else to the limit as far as I can do it. So now I'm like, okay, now I need to push the body to the next level. And so now it's like people look at me just a whole different like energy now. There's a different eye on me. Even though just walking around the locker room, there's a different eye on me. People like mm -hmm. approach me differently. There's like a there's a little bit more of a presence to myself now, and it's not necessarily I'm imposing. It's just like people just look at me with a different type of respect, and they because I feel like they see the the they know they they understand and they know the type of discipline it takes to get your body to that, and knowing that I have it in order to do what I did physically. They, they they look at me in a different respect and that's before i even get in the ring you know so that like they're like oh we know you hustle and grind with the podcast and music and the wrestling and like doing all these things that you're doing and like all that stuff but now you're putting your body you're improving that too like oh man like okay i got a different type of respect for you now we talked uh 
Pacific Northwest, and we Phil touched on it a little bit, but coming up this Wednesday, man, there's a super huge match going on. If you talk about that area, that region, you talk about the history of kind of professional wrestling. Brian Danielson has always been kind of, you know, you've been like in the area. Brian Danielson is always like the guy that they talk about when it comes from that area. So um, you're coming up on a super huge match with him. What are your feelings coming into this match? What does it feel like to wrestle Brian Danielson? And uh, how are you uh, going to beat him? Um, for one, I am going to beat him. So I'm happy that you said, how am I going to beat him? Not just how, <laughs> like, how, I'm, how are we going to lose to Brian Danielson? No. Um, uh, no, um, I, I approach it the same way that I approach Hangman Page. I told Hangman in the several interactions that we've had on live TV, I'm unlike anybody you've ever faced. Yeah. I'm putting you in a situation in a scenario in Seattle that you've never been in before. And that was the trap that I set that he fell for. He didn't understand like, oh man, this is really going to be a different way, different, different side of any type of environment he's ever faced. And I was right. And he paid for it by like me, like taking a piece of his arm with me. Brian Danson, I don't necessarily have the hometown advantage. Maybe I will. Maybe I don't. Maybe Independence, Missouri is Swerve's house, you know, we're about to find out. But the fact is, he's I'm unlike anybody he's ever faced as well. There's nobody and nobody with the tools that I have, nobody with the uniqueness that I have, nobody with the like the IQ that I have in that ring. Anybody not necessarily mean more or less. It's just somebody I'm, I'm thinking on a different wave path in 2023 than he's been thinking all his career. And that's how I beat him. Like it's almost like it's almost like playing chess with somebody who doesn't care about losing any pieces. Mm, that's yeah. a bar. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah. But speaking of the Hangman program, I think that uh, it'd be kind of fair to say that so far this is like the full common culmination of you as a wrestler and as a character. Um, and I think this really showcased how much you've improved as a promo guy. Um, just what preparation went into that? Like, um, how much have you changed, like, the way you approach promos? I think I'm still pretty shit when it comes to promos. <laughs> I'm still, like, finding my voice. Like, I, like the first one I did, I, I rate that, like, a, a C plus B minus in, in my... Really? In my, for, for me, yeah, because, like, I, there's a lot more room for growth. Cause like you, you, you just said like, uh, you're seeing my complete form. I'm like, I'm still not completed. Mm -hmm. I'm all, I'm all, I'm, I'm forever going to be morphing and adapting and changing. You're just seeing like, this is, this is just the form that this is a, the change that caught your eye. Yeah. That really like people like, Oh snap. But I'm going to have to, eventually I'm going to have to mold again and maneuver and, um, play certain different tunes. And, and like, especially like tightening up my instrument because the sound of music is going to change. Mm. So you can't just keep your guitar tuned in the same way. No, you're going to have to play with another band. You're going to have to play with another band. You're going to have to play with another band, you know? So that's how I view this thing. So, um, with, with my promo, a lot of work was just like, it was, uh, it was honestly just like trying to find my true voice and not trying to just cut a wrestling promo and just mm. like go out there and talk. I was trying to find like, okay, how would Swerve talk? Now, how would Swerve coming out of a coffin talk? Now, how would Swerve coming out of a coffin in a mogul um, position talk? All right. Now, how would, like, how do I amplify that 
into aggression towards a person rather than just talking and orating to the camera or the audience. So there's a lot of different things that go into play with that kind of stuff and knowing when to hit, when to pause, when to like, uh, cause I don't, I don't try to like cut promos. I kind of like do monologues in a sense mm -hmm. and I don't, and I, and I don't really study wrestling anymore. I study people. So now it's like, how does, how do I make someone who feels that way feel even worse? You know, and that's and that's kind of where I'm at with it. And it's like, like I said, that's the longest promo I've ever cut live. You know, yeah. I've done like wow. tapes and stuff, and, and I've done like live promos, but it was shared microphone and shared time. This was my first time, like just going like on a five minute soliloquy, like just going and going and telling the story and laying the foundation and building the world and understanding his the, my opponent without him talking, understanding his emotion, understanding my emotion how my character's emotions reflect off of his, how his re emotions reflect off of mine. There's a lot that goes into play. So that's why I say it was like, there's still much way more to grow. Mm -hmm. There's still more story to yeah. tell. And that's why I say it was like, uh, I rate that like a C plus B minus on a good day because that was my first time really laying it out like that. Now with years, years of more repetition, it's going to improve. And I never look at myself as a finished product. I'm only 34 years old. Right. I'm I'm not a I'm not a finished product at all. We're still looking at like Adam Copeland coming to the company and mm -hmm. he might and that and he's like forty nine, like and you still like along with Christian, who we're seeing another resurgence of his character, he wasn't a finished product when we thought he was a finished product. Mm -hmm. So we gotta look at those guys as like, no, you're not a finished product till you like just quit and you're done done. Mm-hmm. I think that's what actually separates you from the bunch is what you've talked about here in this interview is like you're constantly trying to evolve. Like you've never you've been world champion at places. You've been in high positions at places, but it was never like, all right, I made it. I'm here. It's always like, what's next? What's going to be the next thing? Um, I want to get a little bit into to music because just as hard as you've been working on becoming a great pro wrestler, you know, uh, leveling up your professional wrestling life. I think you've been putting just as much hard work in becoming a rapper, doing the music thing, all the music videos and everything. How has it been balancing being uh, new into the hip hop game? And, you know, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful 
today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Still doing your thing in wrestling. It's been, uh, one's kind of been catering and helping the other. Mm. in a sense yep. like the music's definitely especially like um rapping and recording has helped my podcasting and my speech and it's helped my promos on pre-tapes right. it's helped it's helped my it's helped me know what my voice sounds like and what muscles to use and the time to use it yep. on those certain things you know it's helped it's helped with interviews it's helped my eye contact with those kind of things too crazy um, hip-hop baby yeah. hip-hop's <laughs> everywhere Hip hop and music is everywhere. It's um I always said um um uh, media, music and media run they run parallel with pro wrestling. Yep. Like comedy runs parallel with pro wrestling. Like having to make a joke and then hear the response and then no do the timing. Don't let the crowd bottom out. Like you got them up, keep them up, keep them boom boom, rapping more jokes. You know, improvising and stuff like that. Um. Yeah, so much uh, uh, with music and even performing the music has helped me with my breath control and stuff like that. And like stage presence, artists, like my whole gimmick is based off of music, musicians and artists and music videos. I try to make um, my walkout feel like an entertainer coming to the stage. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know he's about to shut this show down. You know he's about to kill it. You know he's about to go in. You know, like, uh, you know that, and that's what I that or I try to bring. Like at Wrestle Dream, it was just like, you see the you see the, the the guys set up like this, right? But then, like, you know, the guys are are setting up in the formation and stuff. All right, here comes he's about to step up on that mic. Oh, here he comes. You know that I can't wait for that first note, and here it goes whose house and then boom the whole place goes nuts it's almost the same approach with the music um the grind for it like man um just the show we did at in atlanta the aw show um dynamite we did wednesday i got in atlanta on sunday and shot a music video then monday 
shot the second part of that music video, Work It, with Fireman and stuff. So that's a feature artist. So you got to have to get people arranged and stuff and know where the time and stuff. Thankfully, I paid uh, Profit, my producer. He's also the one that shot and directed the video. Thank God I got, I paid him enough to just handle it all and I could just be the talent for the day. And I'm not management. So he we did those music video shoots back to back, which I had to get in early for body paint and stuff like that. That took time. And then the next day, get everybody in town for the These Dreams music video. And then the next day, I wrestled uh, on Dynamite, the tag match with Fox. And then later that night, had to do Collision in the multi-man tag. And then at 3 a.m. in Atlanta, we had to still shoot the Cypher, the Emmett freestyle tapes from Cypher that we just put out. So it's, it's compacting a lot of stuff in. And it's tight, but if you're dedicated and you want to get better, that's what you have to do. Yep. Um, yeah. Speaking of the music, I still think like the fact that you're doing pro wrestling and music, and the fact that you're one of the only wrestlers, well, not even one of the only wrestlers, the only wrestler that has a Benny the Butcher feature is just crazy. Yeah, and I, and I, I'm I'm glad I went in that realm because like no, that's a serious lyricist, that's a serious artist, you know. So. Like this, I'm not playing. This is a real thing, you know. It's not like a wrestling rapper. No, I'm a wrestler that happens to rap as well and make music, and then still have features with Music Soul Child, and then still have producing credits from Chase the Money, who done stuff with Ski Mask, the Slump God, and Dreamville, and like J Cole, and like you name. It. He did. He just did. He just did a record for the Fast X movie, you mm-hmm. know, on Sony, you know. Um, Prophet, who has two Grammys with Kanye, you know, like um, I'm I'm blessed and surrounded by a lot of people. There's a lot of artists I can like ju- Juice, Zombie Juice. I can, he can just, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be hopping on the music video. Just give me a flight. I'm like, okay, cool. And he just hops in on the music video with us on a record, just because that's a one call away. We got Mickey Fax that can just hop on records with us. We got like uh, Nick Caution who could just like, hey, we need a verse on this. Um, Emmett tape, you want to spit like 16? He's like, oh, cool, got it, boom. And then we, just, I got a lot of favorites I can just call into like that. And yeah. this podcast is about to blow up in the next year because we got some guests coming. Mm. Like, don't, mm. don't, don't think we slacking on the podcast. No, we got some guests coming that hit us up and said they want to be on. And I'm going to keep that secret. Y'all just have to wait and see. But 2020, <laughs> you thought 2023 was hype? You thought 2023 was hype. 2024 is going to be even wilder, bro. Like, I, that's all I'm saying. Like, you just, you still see Pat McAfee back there. He was a guest on the podcast alone, man. So, come on, man. Leave, like, leave some room for us, man. Leave I was going to say, save some profession. space for the bros, too, man. Like, you, can't, you have everything, can you? <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I've definitely seen the outlet is, is uh, growing. Um, Kenny Omega interview and some of the big interviews you had this year yeah, is definitely growing. Um, before we wrap this up, the uh, I just got off Twitter like too long ago, and this uh, clip of you and Osprey doing the dance off from Dub X Dub <laughs> just like reemerged on Twitter for whatever reason, and yeah, it's just so interesting. Yeah, so interesting to see it and see how different you guys look, just how different you guys wrestle today. Um, that's definitely been a match I've been campaigning for since Osprey started coming over to the U.S. more. Um, how how high up on your list of matches that you want is Will Osprey? 
Man, I don't even have lists of matches I want anymore. I just go out and perform. <laughs> you know, I want to be the one on everybody's list. I don't want to make lists anymore. That's where my mm-hmm. mindset is. Like, Will, I've been there, done that with Will since 2011, 2012, when he was 19 years old. And he's only like, even then I knew, I'm like, this dude's going to be the best in the world. Like, y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know. And, and then like three years later, it was like Super Juniors he won. And I'm like, y'all still don't understand what, what this man has to offer. Then three years later, like, he's killing on the Super, in the Tokyo Dome. And then I was like, Y'all still don't know what this man has to offer. And then now he's 30 years old doing what he did at Forbidden Door with Kenny. At, like, I'm like, man, I told y'all, I, I've been saying it. I've been singing his praises. That's been like my little brother for years uh, in the UK, like staying at his house, like with his parents and stuff like that. I know mm-hmm. uh, all along, like that dude was going to change the game. And sure enough, he did. Um, and he's always had my full support. So whenever we get like, we, we just, we tagged actually this year on a rampage randomly but right. oh that's right yeah so um you saw us together but mm-hmm. like um, when the, when the time is right when we got some hardware to put up on the shelf for it that's that's when i want to do it. i want to do it when it means something when the, the things are on the line when like there's things to lose i want to take i'm a taker i want to take something from you i, I mean mm-hmm. You do have a history wrestling in the UK as well. He yep. is currently holding the IWGP United Kingdom Championship. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep campaigning for this one-on-one match because I want to see it. <laughs> Till the end, baby. Till the end. Keep going with it. <laughs> do you feel like uh, the, the, the goals you have as Swerve Strickland now are way different than they were 10 years ago? Um, yeah, because I never really set goals. Um, I always set them like kind of short and they were never long goals. That, that was never like, I need a main event, um, the biggest pay-per-view or, um, like I set them as simple as like, I need to get on this flyer. Yeah. I need to, you know, be a marquee on this show. I need to get on, get my face on the truck. I sent my simple little things like that. So therefore I'm always shocked when something does happen. Mm. Like... Like, I didn't think I was going to win tag team gold in AEW. It just naturally progressed. The universe just worked itself out, and that's where I needed to be at that time. And so I was like, okay, cool. Now I want to make sure I have the best tag match on this pay-per-view. And sure enough, that happened at All Out. Yeah. Then it was like, okay, I want to, like, what can we do with this? Like, I want to make goals for this, what I have right now. You know, and that's how it goes. So now now it's like, okay, Hangman. I defeated Hangman at Wrestle Dream. All right, cool. What do I, what, what else can I do with that? I want to make some goals off of that and catapult from that all in. Wasn't a goal I had. It was just like that sprouted up. I was like, okay, I want to do something with this. Uh, so uh, we'll see. But um, I'm riding a wave right now, and I'll definitely like maneuver when I have to. You know, that's where I'm at with it. Um. Guess one of the elephants in the room of you being on this podcast for a third time is this is the first time we've interviewed you without Will Washington. <laughs> it's only two um, of us. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you know, it almost feels a little weird. Um, but, you know, of course, he is over at AEW with you now. Um, Working hard, doing great work over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how different is it now seeing him regularly on the road and, you know, working with him over at AEW? It's, it's, it's really cool seeing him with nervous energy. 
Classic. Uh, yeah, he's like, oh, something happened in the office. I'm not sure how to handle this, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm like, yes, you are. And, and he always does. Yeah, go figure it out, brother. <laughs> you know, so like, he's like, okay, I was told something, some information. I'm not sure how to handle this, but I'm going to go talk to someone. Okay. And then he's gone. <laughs> but but he's 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 killing he's knocking out of the park it's a learning it's a learning process with him and it's a learning process with aw it's integration you know and he's handling it well the you're seeing a lot of his work on television and it's a lot of good ideas it's little small things that without it it would have it would you get a different feel off Mm -hmm. of certain segments and matches but um, he's making his presence known, and that's awesome. And that's what we need for our culture in that system, you know, in a like not just in AEW, but like in wrestling and yeah. staff, you know. Shout out to Double W. I think before we get out of here, we'd be remiss if we don't mention the relationship that you've kind of built with Prince Nana at the time. I think coming into AEW, you were coming off of a faction and being involved with with people and. And, and I think there was a certain kind of way you wanted to present yourself. And I don't know if Prince Nada was initially in the in the, the plans, but this thing has taken off like wildfire. I mean, Nana's a great uh, manager and great person. Like, we kind of knew this could happen, but it's happening. How does it feel to have that added extra element to the Mogul Embassy of the Dance and Nana being so over at the point? It's so unique, and honestly, it's like there's no manager out there like them. Right. And that's all that, that's all I care about. That's all that matters. And we're not biting off something else that somebody else is doing across the channel overseas. Like, um, it doesn't matter. It's, it's very unique to us. Yeah. And like some people are like, Oh, Donna's overshadowing you. No, he's not. He's do, like, even if he is, I don't care. He's not wrestling. <laughs> I'm wrestling. Right. Exactly. You know? I'm supposed to give a different feel than he is. He's supposed to give a different feel than I do. You know, Um, that's the beauty of the partnership. You know, like he's adding those little bits of like, Oh, did you see that? Oh my God. He's Oh my, there's so much to look at, you know? And um, he's not stealing shine. I I tell him, go out there. Do you bro? I'm not going to laugh. I'm going to keep, I know half the time. I don't even see what the hell he did. Like, I, I, like I don't, I just be walking and I'm in my zone in my Zen. Cause that's the, that's the dichotomy of us. You know, he can be joyous and bouncy and jumpy and, and, and uh, animated when I have to be low and brooding and straight laced and focus and killer mode and stuff like that. I am my moments where I smile and stuff like that. But most of the time it's Nana with the energy, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it's like, like, it, it, that's almost like is Andre 3000, like, too bright and vibrant for big boy and outcast. No, they're supposed no, to be. No. <laughs> yep. You know? Exactly. You know, he's supposed to be wearing these outlandish outfits. I'm like, oh man, I don't know. You don't ma- you don't match the group of outcasts. Like, all right, no, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so great point, man. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. So and and in and the and it, it's funny because like when it didn't blow up, we were getting all the criticisms like, oh, Swerve doesn't need him. He doesn't need this group. He doesn't need this. He doesn't need this. I'm like, y'all don't know what I need. <laughs> I don't know what I need. Let's just see how it works. Right. That's you know, another so, bar. Y'all don't know what I need. Right. I don't know yeah. what I need. Nobody knows what anybody needs. Nobody can predict what's going to blow up. And so you just you stick with your thing and you just do. You do until... It takes enough time, and then people gravitate toward it, toward it, 
and then you're seeing in a different light. And then like, like me being put in a coffin was one of the best things that could have happened to me. Cause I was like, <laughs> you know, and then the people will criticize that. Like, Oh, swerve, you got put in a coffin. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm like, Oh yeah. All right. It was just, you don't know what's coming out of that coffin. That was a story in itself. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I mean, I'm still just going to throw it out there. You did not lose that match. Dreads were still out. Dreads were so still out. Did not lose that match. There's got to be something in the rule book. <laughs> My fellow Dreadheads understand that. <laughs> yeah, no. Dreads were still out. Did not lose this match. Um, yep. uh, one more question before we get out of here. Um, of course, other than you, I feel, having the best match at Russell Dream. Yep. Um, the big news coming out of Russell Dream was Adam Copeland's debut as a, at AEW. Um, I think I kind of know the answer to this question. Um, but how how much of like your relationship with him and as do you want to explore here in AW? Is that a match that you're looking forward to? Is there things that what's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You would like to do with Adam soon. Of course there is. Of course I want to go after that, that guy. Of course. Of course, man. Like, yeah, dude. Like, that's my mentor, man. And, like, I faced a lot of my mentors in the past in my career. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I faced Ray Mysterio, uh, who was a big mentor to me back in Lucha Underground. Uh, Sammy Callahan, who, like, after, like, when I really had the hot run in the indies and stuff, Sammy was a big part of that, you know. And I hope right. I mean, he's a free agent out there. hope to see him in AEW or wherever he wants to go. Like, just, uh, you know, I want him to prosper in this business for a long, long time. He deserves that brilliant mind. You know, Edge is that next tier of, like, brilliant minds that I want to test myself. Again. Well, I wouldn't say test myself. I'm, I don't feel like I need tested anymore. I'm a, I'm a big boy now. Uh, but you know, I, I, I want to, if anything, I need to test him Right. at this point. You know, Adam Copeland, are you in AEW now? Like, this is the first time ever seeing him on a nationally televised outside of like where he just came from. No, like you need, I need to test you mm-hmm. after and see like, Hey, this is all the stuff you gave me. I'm, I'm, I'm giving it back. For real, for real, man. Always great having you. Um, wish you even more success. Really happy to see everything you're doing with a future black AEW world champion. The first one. We're manifesting it, man. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. We're, uh, we're manifesting I manifested it, too. So it, it, it's coming, man. Uh, but, man, as always, appreciate you. Uh, we talked about this before. We have to get on episodes for our city podcast just to complete yeah. the circle at some point. Uh, but, man, 
as always, this has been Grapsy Interviews. I'm Phil Lindsay, Righteous Reg, and Swerve Strickland. Appreciate you guys as always. Swerve City Podcast, YouTube.com backslash Swerve City Podcast.